Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit gets fed, our uh, faith is nurtured and begins to grow and continues to grow, and we learn how to live the victorious, overcoming life that God intended for us to live. Uh, it's not all up to Him. He told us that uh, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He told us that our faith can grow exceedingly. So we need to be taught. We need to be disciples of the Master, continually feeding and learning, growing, developing, which is why we saved you a seat right here in the front. Get your Bible. Get something to take notes on. Come on in. Let's pray, release faith, and get exactly what we should get today from our, the Master Teacher, the Holy Spirit. Father, we uh, look to you and ask you for utterance and anointing and direction and answers, exactly what we need for today and for now. We ask it in Jesus' name. We believe we receive it. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn in the textbook again to Scripture that we've been looking at for a number of days and classes now. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, says, We having the same spirit of faith, spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Living faith involves more than believing. James said, faith without action or doing is dead. Faith must be expressed. And the number one way you express your faith is through what you say, through your words. It's how you become born again. It's how you're saved. For with the heart, man believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, verse 8, 9, and 10 tell us. Go with me to Hebrews 11. We got into this on uh, yesterday's class. Hebrews 11, 1, the, the great definition of faith in the NIV translation says it like this, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The Good News translation says it like this, to have faith is to be sure of things we hope for. To have faith is to be certain of things we cannot see. Do you hear this language? To have faith is to be sure. Sure of what you expect, certain of what you don't yet see or feel or experience in the natural. Sure and certain. As we've covered already in previous classes, you can't be in faith in that area as long as you're questioning God's will about that area. Maybe, you have, maybe you're in faith in other areas, but if you're still questioning God's will about your healing, for instance, if you say, well, I, I don't, I'm not, don't know if it's God's will to heal me or not, then it's impossible for you to have faith to be healed. You can't have faith to be healed while you're still questioning God's will. Now, you may have faith in other areas. You can't have faith 
for God to meet your needs if you're still questioning whether or not it's his will for your needs to be met. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And while you're hearing the anointed word of God, God's will in those areas is being revealed to you. And if you hear enough of his word until like Abraham, you're staggering no more. You are fully persuaded about that thing now. You can pray a prayer of faith. Now you can make a declaration or confession of faith. The Bible's full of examples of this. Anybody, any man or woman in the scriptures that there was a great exploit of faith, a miracle received, something great done, you will see the same spirit of faith. And you'll see this same bold confidence, this knowing the will of God and declaring it boldly and acting on it. You'll see it every time. One of my favorites of all time is the one we got on the uh, uh, graphic for... Uh, faith school. Anybody know what that is? The uh, little guy with the sling and the great big guy with the spear is <laughs> David and Goliath. Go back with me to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17. Uh, let's see if David had faith. <laughs> and let's see what that faith looks like and what it sounds like. And if it's in agreement with what we've been talking about, all these days about what faith is. Say it out loud while you're uh, turning over there. Say it out loud. Faith, faith. is being sure. Being sure. Faith, faith is being certain. being certain. See, we're quoting parts of Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is being sure. Was David sure about anything in this situation? Was he certain about anything? Well, what happened here in 1 Samuel 17 is that the uh, uh, Philistines, who were the enemies of the Israelites at the time, had come out against them, and the armies of the Israelites and the armies of the Philistines were kind of at a standoff, and they were on two different mountain slopes, and there's a valley in the middle, and they are preparing to fight and have the big battle, and maybe there were already some skirmishes and things. But during the course of this, a champion of the Philistines called Goliath came out into the valley and laid down a challenge to anybody in the Israeli army. And now this guy, Goliath, <laughs> he was no ordinary soldier. If you look at the figures and... and um, you know, figure them into English or metric, whatever you're familiar with, you'll find he's one big dude. <laughs> this guy is what? Possibly nine foot tall or taller. This guy weighs 500 pounds or something. I mean, he is just massive. Forget seven foot basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> this guy makes these guys look small. And he has been a warrior from the time he's a boy. This is his life. He is a killing machine and he is giant. And that's not an exaggeration. And so he comes out and he says, hey, it'd be a lot deeper than it. Hey, <laughs> I'm a warrior. 
you're a warrior. Let's do some one-on-one here. And if, uh, if you defeat me, we'll say, that's it. You won. We'll serve you. But if I defeat you, that's it. We won. You're our slaves and servants. And no takers. Nobody would come. Week after week, week after week, he lays down this challenge. He calls them chicken. He says bad things about their mama. I mean, (laughs) this goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And worse, he blasphemes God. He blasphemes God. Well, David was not there. His three older brothers were there, but David wasn't there. He was out keeping the sheep. He's younger. And his father says, go down to the battle, check on your brothers and take some of this food with you, see how they're doing. So the Bible said he left the sheep in good hands with a keeper. He did what his daddy told him. He got there. And just about time he got there, here comes Goliath. I guess maybe he did this every day at a certain time. He comes out and he says, I'm still here. (laughs) Still no, no takers. You bunch of yellow belly chickens. (laughs) He's daring them. No takers. And David, when he heard this, he was surprised. (laughs) Skip down with me to about verse uh, uh, 23. 1 Samuel 17, 23. As he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name. He spoke those words. David heard them. And verse 24, all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. I mean, all the warriors ran from this guy. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it'll be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Man, there were some big incentives to anybody that would dare to fight this guy. He said, you're going to have money. You're never going to have to pay taxes another day in your life. And you know the, the, the king's pretty daughter. You, she, you get to marry her. But still, no takers. Of course, you know, none of that does you any good if you're dead. <laughs> and verse 26, and David spoke to the men that stood by and he said, what's that? What do you get? If you kill the Philistine and, and, and take away the reproach from Israel, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? You know, it matters how you talk about your problem. They talked about him being a nine, 10 foot, 500, 600 pound killing machine. And David said he was an uncircumcised Philistine. That means a no covenant, no body. Hmm? It may be big and bad in the natural, but compared to God, what is it? And so he went on to say, the people answered and said, this is what happens. Whoever kills uh, this, this, this giant, he gets to marry the pretty daughter of the king. He gets all this money, never has to pay taxes again. (laughs) And so uh, Eliab, David's oldest brother, when he heard him talking, his anger was kindled against David, made him mad. He said, why did you come down here? And who'd you leave the sheep with? Well, you read the earlier portion. He left them with somebody responsible. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing what his daddy told him to do. 
He said, I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart. You come down here to see the battle. It ain't true. He's doing what his daddy sent him to do. But here's the thing. Faith irritates unbelief. Come on, can you see this? Faith irritates unbelief. Courage irritates cowardice. Can you see this? This is what's wrong with him. Because baby brother has come here and is acting like he's not afraid. Baby brother is speaking faith and courage and it's showing everybody up, making them look bad. And so uh, David just, David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? In other words, somebody ought to do something. <laughs> and verse 30, he just turns around to somebody else. And this is what you do. When somebody don't like your faith, you just talk to somebody else. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said, tell me again, what happens to the guy that kills this big lug? Oh, money. Pretty girl. No taxes. What happens? Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and so because this was making such a, 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 so noticeable, it got back to King, the King Saul. And Saul sent for him. He said, what is this I hear? Somebody's talking about going fighting Goliath? And they brought him. And David said to Saul, now, now here, we, we, we got David and Goliath on the faith school graphic. Was there any faith involved in here? Yes. Listen and see what you think. David said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. I'll go. I'll go. Is this courage? Is this faith, though? Keep reading. Saul said, you can't go fight against the Philistine. You're just a youth. Just a, a, a teenager. He's been a man of war from his boyhood and youth. And David said to him, your servant kept his father's sheep and there came a lion and there came a bear. He was big too. And they took a lamb out of the flock and I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. See, here's how faith works. You don't just start out with Goliath. Hmm? You use your faith on small, smaller things. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And if you use your faith on the small things in life, then when Goliath pops his head up someday, you'll be ready. You'll be able to talk like David. Verse 36, he said, Your servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this, notice he didn't say this 10 foot tall, 600 pound killing machine. No, this uncircumcised Philistine, this no covenant, nobody will be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Now notice, I want you to notice something. And every time you see it, I want you to say it out loud with me. Tell me the next two words in verse 37. David said... Said out loud, David said. What does the spirit of faith do? I believed, therefore have I spoken. We, we have the same spirit of faith. We also believe, therefore we 
speak. Did David have faith? Did he say something? What's he saying? Verse 37, are you there? David said, moreover, I will go and do the best that I can. <laughs> and if it be God's will, I might survive. But if not, thy will be done. We wouldn't be reading about this if that has been what he said. Because there would have been no faith in that. I'm not mocking submitting to the will of God. But there are different kinds of prayer. And if you're going to pray a prayer of faith or make a declaration of faith to change something, that's different from submitting to the will of God that you don't know what's the will of God. He had to have become convinced, sure, certain, that it was God's will for somebody to take care of this loudmouth, blaspheming, no covenant, nobody. And since nobody else was ready to do it, he must have become convinced God could do it no matter who he might use, even using a boy like him. And God had already used him to take down a bear and to take down a lion. And why couldn't God use him to take down this big lug? David said, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Come on, help me out. Read it out. Read it out loud. What does it say? He will deliver me. Come on, say it out loud. He will deliver. Is there any if it be thy will? Any we'll try. We'll do our best. We'll see. See, that is not faith. If you don't know the will of God, you can't be in faith in that area. But when you know the will of God, when you're convinced, you're bold to say it. He's bold. I mean, he's just speaking right out loud. So much so it's making his brothers mad. It's making other people upset with him. Why? Because they're like, what do you mean he will deliver you? What makes you anything special? Well, the truth is he would have done it for other people too. But what did he say? He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And here's something that's amazing to me. Saul said, go, and the Lord be with you. <laughs> Why? He's just a kid. Because there was something about the way David was talking. There was something in the tone of his voice, in the look of his eye, that King Saul said, I think this kid maybe can do this. What was he seeing in here? The spirit of faith. Come on, do you see this? The spirit of faith. Keep reading. Saul tried to put his armor on him, verse 38, and David put it on. He said, I can't even walk in this. No, get this stuff off of me. And he took the things that he knew that he'd had experience with, his, verse 40, his sling and the stones, and, and he, he went out and drew near to the Philistine. Verse 41, and the Philistine came on and drew near to David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. He's a good-looking kid, not a warrior. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come out to, hear, come out to me with a stick? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistines said to David, come to me, I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Verse 45, tell me these next words. Well, what happened? Then 
said David to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And stood out here all these days and blasphemed and cursed. Verse 46, come on, what does it say? Today, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will smite you and I'm going to take your head from off you and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in assembly. Excuse me, God in Israel and all this assembly will know that the Lord doesn't save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. You couldn't say it any more definite. Can you? Is there any vacillation, any ambiguity, any false humility, if it be thy will? Not any. And that's why this story is in the book. That's why it's on the graphic, right? Because we aspire to have this same kind of faith. We do have this same kind of faith. And we aspire to develop in it to these same kind of levels. Maybe it's not a Goliath, literally, that we need to face and deal with, but there are some big issues in everybody's life at some point in some time. And you cannot lay and cry and feel sorry for yourself and whine and complain and beg God and have a victory like this. It just doesn't work. You've got to seek God about His Word and about His will and feed on it until it gets in your spirit. Can you see faith was working when David first got there and he hears this big mouth giant carrying on and saying all this stuff. And then they're saying, do you hear what the king said he will do for whoever will take care of this guy? And he says, really? Tell me again. Can you see what's going on? Something was stirring inside him. Can you see that? Faith was stirring in him, which is why I think he understood the first time they told him what you get. But why did he keep asking? Because something stirring it, this is how it works in our life. When faith begins to form in you, something stirs. And, and you need to say, okay, tell me about that again. Tell me about that again. And then as you're hearing, it stirs in you stronger. And it stirs in you stronger until it rises up and you know. Amen. You got a knowing inside you. And that's when he comes up and says, I'll go fight it. I'll do it. And then he begins to say, the, the same God that delivered me uh, out of the paw of the lion and the bear, he will, did you hear, oh, come on, do you hear this language? He will deliver. Then when he's facing the giant, he tells him face to face, I'm going to kill you today. I'm taking your head off today. It's going to happen. God will, will deliver you into my hand. And in fact, you and all your buddies too. Is that right? We're taking all of you, and sure enough, if you read the rest of the story, well, let's, let's just look at it. It said that uh, he ran. Uh, he, he put his hand, verse 49, into his bag. He took a stone, and he slang it. Shoop, shoop, boom. He turned it loose. And man, like a 45 caliber bullet, that thing zang, zinged through. Yeah, zanged. <laughs> zanged through the air and hit a spot 
where his helmet wasn't covering him. I believe there was an angel got involved in this. Probably, probably when that, 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 that stone left, that the angel just reached out there and just boosted it a little bit, <laughs> gave it a little boost, and caused it to find the right spot. Boom! It's like somebody shot him in the head. He's out of it. He just falls and hits the ground. Everybody's trying to figure out what kind of battle this is going to be. It's over. <laughs> well, you know, probably the guys back, David's brothers over there covering their face going, I can't, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. It's over. It's over. How many know God can do that in your life? Right. Things that were so awful and so bad, you be bold enough to declare it and decree it. And, and something that people thought would take another five years or whatever, boom, it's done. Amen. It's done. Amen. And God gets the glory. God gets the glory. And so David prevailed over the Philistine, verse 50, with a sling and a stone. And he smote him. And he took his, he didn't have a sword, so he just, uh, Goliath wasn't using his, so he just took it out. <laughs> <laughs> and finished the job. And then verse 53, verse 52 and 3, the men of Israel jumped up and shouted and they pursued the Philistines and they won the entire battle that day. And it was a glorious day of victory. Can you see the spirit of faith? Can you hear the spirit of faith in what David declared and decreed? No ambiguity. No, if it be thy will, and here's the great news. We have the same spirit of faith. Said out loud, class. I mean, we're out, we're out of time again. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Praise God. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Hello, friends. I've really enjoyed being with you in faith school again this week. And just want to remind you that uh, uh, all of the previous weeks are available of faith school and all of our materials, thousands of hours on different subjects are available at no charge to you. All of our ministry is available at no charge because of our partners that send in and support this ministry. And uh, if you would like to become a partner, you can be. We're not asking for anything. It's an opportunity to make kingdom investment. So if the Lord deals with you, you can see the information on the bottom of your screen there, and you can help send to others free of charge what was sent to you. The scripture said, freely you've received, freely give. Praise God. Till next time, we'll see you in faith school, and we are coming up. And we are overcoming and we are pleasing God.